0: Bye. <laughs> Yo 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 yo! Welcome to another episode of our own thing podcast, the platform urban fiction authors and readers call home. Quarterback in this thing is your player partner, Sid Green. And before we get into this thing, I need all urban fiction authors, urban fiction authors, street lit readers and lovers to smash that like and subscribe button for your partner. I need y'all help in laying a, a solid foundation to build this platform on. And to make it even sweeter, it's free to smash the like and subscribe button. Hey, we coming to you live and direct from the Gump time, Montgomery, Alabama. And the Turkey Day Classic was basically no contest. You know, Alabama State beat the Brakes off Tuskegee 41 one to 3 This is rivalry week. In college football, and we got the Iron Bowl today, which is Alabama-Auburn. I'm looking for Alabama to slaughter them boys over there in Jordan Hare Stadium again this year. Of course, you know Georgia going handle their business against Georgia Tech, but the biggest game today is the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines that's playing right now. Even though you know a uh, uh, coach John Harbour, I ain't coaching today, I still feel. Michigan, you know, win it again this year. But let's get into today's episode though. Who we got coming through this week? Today we have a urban fiction author from the NY. He's a poet that has found his lane within the with writing in the urban fiction genre. And we got him here today to discuss his latest book. From 9-11 back to the to the trenches. So you know, without further ado, y'all give it up for Sean E. Jackson. Let's have you with your friends. Thanks for coming through. No
1: problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Oh, definitely. No doubt. How, how you doing today, though?
1: I'm good. I'm good. You know, yesterday was my father's birthday. He passed away. So I'm, I'm chilling, you know? It's okay. a
0: lot. Sorry to hear
1: that. Thank you.
0: Well, you know, like I, I tell all the guests, um, Sean, this platform was created to, you know, celebrate and bring some shine to the urban fiction authors and authors, you know, a space that we could come through and connect with our folks, you know, promote our projects, whether they previous or current, you know, you can market them as well. You feel me? Um, you know, share some things with the audience, you know, the ones that's intrigued. They want to know a bit more about their favorite authors. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: Right, right.
0: I ain't going to hold you because the people want to hear from you. So introduce yourself to the viewers. Let them know your story and what you plan to accomplish in this industry. How y'all doing? My name is
1: Sean L. Jackson. Um, I reside in New York, New York. Um I started writing when I was about five. Like my lane at the time was poetry. I was intrigued by that. So, you know, of course, um I started with roses of red, bottles of blue. And it was like for me, I took um into liking words like that rhyme. So from five on I I started to write and everything and it was just like it intrigued me words intrigue me the way they rhyme the way like things go together how they end it and i say about like 15 i really started to take it serious and i just started to write a book and it was just like um i never knew how to go about getting it published so it was just like i held on to it and it was just like one day i'm gonna get this done but it never happened, but I still kept writing like anything that bothered me, anything that I was happy about, like other friends people I wrote about many different things, and so it was just like that's how I really got into writing
0: okay so you wrote so you wrote your first one when you was fifteen did you did you get to put it out you have you put it out yet
1: yes that and that's the funny thing. Um, I wrote my first book when I was fifteen, but I never published it. It wasn't until twenty seventeen where I published my first book and um where I started to believe in myself. Like I published my first book after, you know, going through different things in life. And then it was December twenty seventeen where my father was in the hospital and he was sick. And, you know, my mother would stay at the hospital looking after him and everything. So what happened was I never even told her that I released a book until December 2017. I released my first book October 2017, October 5th, 2017. So by December, to lift her spirits, I was like, you know, Mom wrote a book. She like, you ain't write no book. I was like, well, she was like, well, I know you wrote a book because she knew at 15 I wrote a book, but I never published it. Right. So I said, no, Mom published the book. She like, boy, you lying. <laughs> so when I showed her the book, she was like, you really did like you you." And she read it, and she loved it. And she was like, she was going to help me with my logo. Sadly, she passed away. <laughs> like she passed away March, 2018. And she was like, you know, she would help me with my logo. And then two months later, my father passed away the same year. So it was just like the logo that I had created I ended up revising and I changed it to incorporate all three of us at that point. So, my first book that I wrote when I was 15, I didn't publish that until that was my fifth book. So, my first book and my fifth book is 15 years apart.
0: Okay. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Um. You, I don't know if you're aware or not, but we do ask a series of questions. You know what I mean? To you know, let the fans and the viewers get get a little in depth with the with the authors, the ones who write these books that they love. Um, this is the first question right here, Sean. Did you always want to be an author? If not, what did you want to be growing up? Although you kind of somewhat answered it a little bit, but we'll still ask it anyway
1: so growing up no okay. i didn't always want to be an author like i always pictured that as being like my side gig i always wanted to be a lawyer growing up because okay. i always wanted to defend people because um i live in a hood like growing up i lived in a hood and i would see like a lot of people get railroaded or like different things would happen or like even watching tv Growing up watching TV, my mother never just let me watch TV to watch TV. Anything Mm. that we watched, she always broke it down. So it was like, if it was unfair or injustice, she would explain it. And then that always drove me to want to be a lawyer. But unfortunately, lawyering is a lot of schooling, And I was always a straight A student. By the time I got to college, it was just like, I wanted to do my own thing it was just like yeah i wanted to go to school and everything but i just wanted to figure out what lane i wanted to be in so i continued writing even though i you know that wasn't my uh place to go like i didn't always want to be an author but i did know i always wanted to publish a book and when i published my first book in 2017 it was like it hit me then like i'm an author. And it was just like, I feel like you have to put out more work, more, like, you got to do more, keep going, whatever, for you to truly be labeled as an author. So I kept going. And that's what made me feel like, okay, now I'm really an author. Like, I'm at my, my seventh book at this point. And it's just like, now I really consider myself an author. Like, I'm really putting myself in, into my work.
0: Right, right. Most definitely. Okay what was your inspiration for this book
1: um for this book to be honest what happened was like like i said i always wrote poetry so a lot of people were just like you know switching lane, try to do something different uh-huh. and they was like you know write an urban fiction book and i was just like okay i'm gonna do it i'm up for the challenge so what happened was um my older cousin he was just like, oh, he want to do the same thing. He like, you know, cousin, we should come together. We should, we should do something. And I'm like, okay. And we actually did. But like, I, I started feeling like he was procrastinating. We finished the book, <laughs> everything. So now I'm like, let's put it out. He like, oh, I don't like the ending. So I'm like, all right, change it. Took long. So now I'm sitting here. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So for me, this appointment, or rejection, that makes me go hard. Mm -hmm. So now I'm sitting here waiting and I'm just like, I'm getting mad and disappointed because I'm just like, we're holding on to something and it's not out. Right. So what happened was I was just like, and myself, I'm like, wait, why am I waiting for him? Like I'm the author already, like (laughs) let's do something. So what happened was I ended up um, writing my own book. Like I started, it was like, I've seen, a police officer or whatever and it was just like it hit me like let me start with that or whatever so i wrote my first chapter based on like seeing the police officer and their daily activities and stuff and i was just like let me go from there when i wrote Mm -hmm. the first chapter after i wrote the first chapter of my first book i was already up to three chapters by that point i'm like oh like i'm doing good what happened was it took me a year to release my first urban fiction book. Okay. And it took me a year because I didn't want to just put out anything for one for two. I didn't want it to be BS or whatever. And three, like, um, as I wrote, I got other like tips from people that had already had success in this lane. So it was just like the characters, each character should be relatable to somebody. Mm-hmm. And then your main character or whatever you should be able to feel whatever it is you're putting into them so whatever you write about in this main character whether it is real or fake or whatever a reader should be able to identify like understand like oh this is the main character for one but two or whatever relate to their pain and you yourself should be able to relate to whatever it is you're writing about that character so it took me a little long and it was just like those were the things that i was checking for to put into the book. Okay.
0: Makes it more authentic when 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 you get in the character, when you feel in that character, huh?
1: Yeah, and for me, yes, that's correct. And even with on my poetry books with writing period, anything that I write is just like I have to feel it first. If I can feel it and I believe it and I understand it, then I feel like the reader can pull from it and usually the first line like I need to the first like two or three lines, I automatically need to fill it and I need to grab your attention so that's what I start with
0: no doubt are any other characters in your book based on people in your real life if so can you tell us more about the process and how it influenced your writing
1: so to answer your question yes. Yeah. um mm-hmm. the character of Milan um i see a lot of my characteristics in that character mm-hmm. it's just like um one he lost his parents and i i put that in there because i wanted to show people that even though you know you go through life and things happen such as you losing your parents, you still have to go on you you still got to make it and just never stop don't quit and if you have any type of dreams, goals or aspirations Keep going.
0: For sure. Did it did it help you as far as putting it in the book? Did it help you in? Therapeutically? Okay.
1: Yes. Um, writing period helps me, but um in the book that character that character um how could I explain it? Like a lot of things that I went through or that transpired with me. The way Milan handles it is some somewhat of a way I wish I could handle it, but okay. it's just like that's where like the the fiction part of the book comes in because it's just like I'm not that person, right? But right. it feels good to be able to cre- create somebody that good. You know what? Be like that's it. I had enough, and you know <laughs> just do whatever it is they need to do.
0: <laughs> okay. What made you decide to turn it into a series?
1: So, um, it was the reader. The reader, like, yeah. What happened was I wrote the first one, and like I said, that took a year. So, when I put it out and everybody started reading it, it was just like the way I ended the book, it was huh. like that could be the ending or it could be more to it, right? So, when people was like, Oh, they wonder what happened to a certain character in the book. Like, oh, we want to know what happened, what was going on. And they were intrigued. That intrigued me to write more. So it was just like, oh, okay. Y'all want a part two? Part two coming. And <laughs> I did the part two. And shockingly and surprisingly, like I said, with my first, the first part, it took a year. Mm-hmm. I started that August, 2021, and I finished it August, 2022. And then what happened was, um. I finished it, I put it out, everybody liked it. So then I did another one. I started that um, February of this year.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And surprisingly I was done by July. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, for me, I got better at writing. And then somebody had said to me, they was like, they felt the transition from part one to part two, like how, Part two, you know, I finished quicker, up and it was more in depth and you know, they were they liked it. So I was just like, you know, and a lot of people that again finished part two was just like we need a part three. Like we, we need <laughs> to know what happened. So I'm just like, for me, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the part three. So it's like based on the
0: reading. Okay. Well that was that was the next question. Can readers expect any more books in the series, but you just answered it. They they can expect a part three. Yes,
1: yeah, it's going to be a part three, but with that I'm going to end it. Like I'm part three wrapping up the series.
0: Okay. Okay. Just a trilogy. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna prolong it. You ain't gonna drag it on.
1: <laughs> right. Like I <laughs> some people they have the strength to do that, but I just feel like readers. Attention span go, but so far. Even though, like you know, it's just like even a show. Like when you watch a show or whatever, when they keep dragging it, dragging it, you get annoyed. So I don't ever want a reader to get annoyed with what I do. It's just like I want them to always enjoy it. So for me, I'm just like all right, one, two, three. You know get it in get it out i hope y'all like it and then i'm gonna move on to something else and if y'all you know like the first deal, whatever i'm gonna do something different i always try to do something different but i definitely want you know people to follow like i don't want them to get bored like i right like, he dragged this out same story like i don't want i don't want that to happen
0: heard off which of the characters do you relate to the most and why
1: um i i believe Mulan. milan i really yes yeah. in the book i related to milan because like i said um he went to school he graduated from school like and i I did all of that and then it was just like um, with him losing his parents like i said he lost his parents and then um had to go through world like the world alone so it was just like okay cool i appreciate watching and creating that character it was just like a lot of us or whatever we get deterred by many different things and it was just like he didn't he stayed on the path and stayed focused but at the same time it got to a point where a lot of us have people in our lives or friends or family or whatever who tend to play in our face and it was just like when i was able to create that character like all right i had enough of people playing in my face i I enjoyed that part of the character
0: Okay. What was the hardest scene to write, and why?
1: <laughs> I would definitely say about um the death of the parent because it was just like for me, I valued my parents, and um they both passed in 2018, two months apart. My father passed six days after my 32nd birthday, so it was just like writing that was hard, but it was also just like you know. I'm able to talk about it. And a lot of people like aren't able to talk about death. They don't want to talk about death. And it's just like, it's hard to talk about, but it's definitely something you need to talk about. For sure. Because it was like, for a lot of the time, I kept to myself. Like, I didn't want to talk to anything or anybody. It was just like, go to work, come home or whatever. I didn't want to be bothered. And it was just like, the slightest thing somebody said or did, it ticked me off. So it was just like, to keep a distance or whatever, let me just, let me be.
0: Word. Word. Out. How does it feel knowing that people from everywhere are reading your words and connecting with your store?
1: i got to admit, it feels great. Like, um, that's the thing about being a writer. That's the thing about being an author. It's just like, when somebody, it could be one person. like. When I wrote my first book and people bought it, it was just like when they came to me, like, oh, I can relate to this poem or this poem changed my life or just this simple line or whatever changed my life or made me think differently. It feels good. Like, it's an amazing feeling. It's just like, it's like a singer that sings or whatever and you they can relate to the artist and everything. It's just like for somebody to look at me like at that type of level and that type of person like they can relate to something that I'm doing it feels amazing.
0: Okay. How how do you celebrate when you finish when you finish one up? How you celebrate?
1: Um usually um every year since writing my first book I um I throw an event. It'd be local like in the neighborhood whatever, but um I throw the event People to come. I charge like 10 hours to get in. I provide food, drinks, um, mimosas though because, you know, hard liquor turn people into different people. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't want you to tear up these people's eyes. <laughs> I just want you to come, have fun, you know, enjoy it, whatever, any questions that anybody want to ask me about the book, um, they can ask me. I'll be having books there to purchase if they don't have it. So um, usually that's what I do. Or sometimes, you know, I just... I bask in the moment like i be so thankful so grateful or now what I've done lately is like I go visit my parents and I thank some for you know just always believing in me and pushing me and then I always thank God because it's just like he gave me the talent and the gift and I'm able to be who I am I'm able to create so I, I appreciate that
0: most definitely do you want each book to stand on its own or are you trying to build a body of work with connection between each book,
1: um, I want a connection between each book, and I say that because, um, due to the fact that it's a series, I want uh-huh. each per each book to be like relatable. I want them to be like, oh, okay, or whatever. They they're people that are reading this. following each book and following the trail that's left from the last. If it stands on its own, I feel like okay. I feel like. How could I put it? Um, If you were doing a single book, you would want it to stand on its own. Right. Because you would want the reader to to understand, like, this is the only book or whatever, and this is what you're going to get. But as a series, you want each one to follow, you want them to grasp the concept, and you want them to enjoy each one. So I want all of them to be collective.
0: Okay. What was the best money you spent as a writer?
1: As a writer, um, I bought myself a MacBook so that I could <laughs> continue writing and um, editing and doing stuff like that. But surprisingly and shockingly, I I used my MacBook maybe twice. Twice. All of my books I wrote on my phone.
0: <laughs> More convenient for you that way, man.
1: Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever seen a person, they just like always on their phone and you'd be like, What are they doing on their phone? Like and it irritates you because you feel like if they just talking and all that, but I'm one of them people that when I'm on my phone, like I'm doing something constructive. I'm not just like texting and, and doing all that. It's like I'm actually working, you'd be surprised. Okay. And so So it's you... like my my MacBook.
0: You 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 mash it out on your phone and just get it a, a transfer to your MacBook.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I got you. Um, what is the most valuable piece of advice you've been given about writing?
1: Um, make sure it's relatable, and always make sure um any character that you write uh-huh. they have a piece and a part of you in it because that's where the realistic part comes from even even with fiction you still need a part of it where it's real and the person can relate and feel it so that's the most um best advice that i was given as far as a writer
0: okay sound like some pretty pretty good advice
1: it is because um even like me like people will look at me and I'll take my own book and I have like I'll have a copy and I'll be sitting there, I'll read it anyway because it's like I wanna see people who feel like because you wrote it, it's like, oh, you wrote it. Well why are you reading it? Like you should understand it. But for me, after writing it and putting it out and like having a physical copy, I now wanna go and sit down and read it and see like if I like it, like if I like All it, right. if I understand it, what it's about, anything that, any point that I made that I might have missed myself. Because as a writer, you you do that. It'd be like points point where you, you just write it and you'll make a point, but then you'll go somewhere else and make another point And you miss the point you made here but because you were so focused on the point that you were trying to make here. For sure. So I go back to see like one sweat and see like if it makes me feel a way. So if my book makes me feel away a second and a third time reading it, it's just like, yeah, this is good. Like, I feel like the people is going to like it. Okay.
0: Whom do you trust for objective and constructive criticism of your work?
1: Well, one of them is my friend. Like, me and her have been friends for years. And um, she's like, not a teacher she's a guidance counselor or like you know a counselor of the school so um i let her read it and then like she'll tell me but my most uh trustworthiness come from the readers the readers yeah because i feel like once they read it they're gonna tell you whether it's good or not right so now you have to be able to take criticism whether it's good or bad (laughs) You, you have to because that's where your best work come from if somebody say like oh i didn't like this or whatever don't get offended you know sometimes you do have people that are haters but mostly or whatever if it's somebody that constantly buys your work or or read your work or even a first-time reader if they say oh i didn't like this or whatever find out why they didn't like it what part didn't they like if it was the whole book or whatever now if it's a whole book Okay, now it's like, you know, I don't know how to please you, but if it's like certain parts or whatever, or if they give you constructive constructive criticism on why, you know, this part or that part is incorrect, or they feel, the next time you could try to put their thought process into what you're doing and what they said. So I feel like the readers come with the best criticism.
0: Basically, yeah. If you could be mentored by a famous author, who would it be?
1: Um, for me it would be Maya Angelou.
0: Maya Angelou. And
1: I say her because um her work resonates with me for one. For two, she's had an amazing life as an author, as a poet, and it's like even now that she's gone her work still are in movies and stuff like that but i'm so it's just like that's how i want to be like i would want my work to continue to go on, continue to have a legacy continue to live and i feel like that's what her work is doing is still living even with her not being here so even if you don't know who the author is it's like to hear her poem in the movie or to hear a piece of her in a movie or a video or something it's like hold on let me go and see who this is right so that's the type of legacy I want.
0: Okay. What is the most unethical practice in the publishing industry?
1: <laughs> uh, well, for one, um, I would say plagiarism because I've seen it happen. For one, for two, I feel like another thing that I've seen happen is like people uh copy other people' ideas. Mm-hmm. so that's not necessarily plagiarism on that part we have but if i tell you something like if we having a conversation as two authors and i say oh, okay well i want to do xyz and you might have a project that's almost done and then you put xyz and your work it's just like uh,
0: some sucker shit
1: huh? yeah so it'd be like i've seen that happen so with me now well i've always been the type of person like a little secretive like i give the bare minimum as to what the next thing is i'm gonna do so that way i save like faith like i save my own work because i don't want you to copy what i told you i'm about to do. but so it's like i want you to be like oh you did that yeah I, this is what i did
0: right okay this is the final question right here too sean what do the words literary success mean to you? How do you picture it?
1: To be honest, um, literary success uh, for me is like, one, being a best-selling author. Two, um, want gonna travel the world. Like, I wanna be able to sign copies of my books. I wanna meet my readers from other states and other countries. And I just want my name and light. Like, I I definitely see my name and light somewhere. And I have a lot of people that have always said that to me. So my dream in having success in the literary world is making that happen.
0: Okay. That's the first. Well, in the first couple of phrases, uh, you thought of it. Now you didn't spoke it. So, you know, you can make it manifest yeah, itself
1: that's what i was just about to say i'm i'm manifesting everything that i want for myself like and definitely inviting i want that to happen okay and not even want it's gonna happen like i'm before i take my last breath i'm gonna make it happen okay
0: give your fans and the viewers a brief synopsis of from 9 11 back to the trenches
1: so basically, uh, uh, the book is two parts. That's the second part of the series. The first part is um, from nine one one to the trenches. Well, correction, from tr- from the trenches to 9-1-1. and it's just pretty much the book is about like um, Milan, who went to school, graduated, did everything that he was supposed to do, and then in the process of losing his parents, he still tried to maintain like um, maintain his success for one, his character and all of the morals and things that he was taught throughout, you know, his parents and everything and before their passing. However, you know, life and situations change people. And like I said, with people playing in his face, it became, you know, I want everybody to feel what I feel. The people, and that's another thing people don't understand what you feel and how you feel until they went through what you're born with, what, what you go through or whatever. So it's just like, that's what he wanted. That's what the book is about. Like making people feel and understand I'm growing through this. I went through this and even with me going through this and, and everything like people will take from you. And it's just like, how can you take for me knowing that I'm I'm going through something? I have a lot going on, and even if you give, people still take, right. and they expect you to expect you to give, and it's just like at some point you got to sit down. And in the book, like he sit down, and it's just like I gave this person, I gave that person, I did for this, all while I'm losing. Like I lost my parents, I'm in the process of losing my job, I'm getting suspended. Like all of this stuff is happening, and don't nobody give a damn. Hmm. So it's like, now I, I got to make you feel what I feel. You got to understand how I feel and on, you'll only understand and truly understand how I feel if you go through what I'm going through. So right. pretty much now he on the he's at the point where he's taken from other people. And it's just like where people were taking money and stuff from him now he like no i want to take your parents or i want you to feel the Lord this death and everything so now it's just like oh, okay whatever and one of his best friends in the book or whatever call him like you know oh my god my, my mother died my brother died and it's just like that's the pain i feel right. now now you truly you truly understand the pain that i feel and it's just like now i want to see how you gonna handle it And so Mm -hmm. it's pretty much each each part of the series give a part where it's just like he allows somebody to take something so much from him or whatever that is just like, I'm tired now. You got to feel what I feel. And as soon as you feel it, you understand it. So now it's like, do he give you the chance to change or do he pretty much off you?
0: Mm -hmm. There it is. Y'all check out Sean. He got something to say. Hey, we've come to the end of another episode of Our Own Thing, and I'd like to thank our guest, Sean e. Jackson, for coming through, chopping it up with us. Share your social media handles with the ones who want to follow you or check out your work,
1: partner. Um, it would be Sean Eric, the author, S-H-A-W-N-E-R-I-C-T-H-E-A-U-T-H-O-R.
0: That's on all platforms, Um, Instagram. That's
1: on Instagram. That part is on Instagram, on Facebook, it's just Sean Jackson. Okay. Um, I think on Sean on on Jackson, I'm wearing a green hoodie. So, you know, because it's a lot of Sean Jackson. I actually learned that in, in high school when I took to my math class. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it was, it was so funny, long, uh, long story short, um, I was going... That's the thing. I was going for English because I wanted to take my English class to get out and finish. Somehow, another person with the same name spelled, same way, same common, same middle name, they came to the same school. But what happened was I was older than them, but they didn't check that part. They just went for the name. Right. Boom, they gave me his card, send me to his math class. So I'm like, math? So I'm like, I'm going to just take the math class or whatever First day of whatever week in there, I take day like, oh, teach like surprise exam, take the test to get a 100. I'm like, what am I in here for, whatever? So now I go to the main office. When I go to the main office, I'm like, why am I taking math and I'm here for English? So they look, they check the birthday. They like, oh, you and the person got the same name, middle name, everything. So they had to call them downstairs and swap out classes. I went to my English class the next day and he did his math. So it, I found out so a lot of people with the same name, Thomas Summer.
0: Already, hey! Before we get out of here, let them let them know what you got coming up in the near future.
1: So the near future will be part three of um, from the trenches to 9 one and from now one back to the trenches. Uh, the third book, I don't want to give too much or whatever because, like I said, people um take. But it's going to be about. After the trenches and after 911, so pretty much whatever the third book is going to talk about, like it's going to go into, you know, still dealing with 911, still dealing with the trenches, but at some point after it, we get past all of that. Okay.
0: There you have it. Y'all be on the lookout for that man. Make sure to smash that like and subscribe button for your partner. Till next time, let's build. One. Thank you for having me.